I'm excited book club. Yeah, me too. When, did we really do one a month ago? I know. Yeah, it was almost exactly a month ago. I think it was February 15th. Mm. Or maybe February 16th. Are you kidding me? We got dog farts happening. Buddy. Okay. I love you, but I don't want <laughs> you to fart. So I'm going to put you in your crate. I'll be right back. <laughs> Minimal mouth breathing and dog farting from now on. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a. It's gonna be nice to just be able to sit and yeah. talk to people about a book. Yeah. Instead of everything else. Yeah. And then I have to run later when I get home. How long do you have to run? I don't know. Tonight. Uh, actually, tonight's my time. So at like an hour fifty, and then, and then uh, five fast miles after that. So. So you run for an hour and fifty minutes, and then run five fast miles after that. Yeah. So it's like getting used to your target marathon pace mm. when you're already on tired legs. Hmm. So. Um, With five miles after already? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've been working my way up. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I think, yeah, last week was four, week yeah. before was three, and so on. So, um, And then on the beginning of each week, I do target pace for longer than that. But just okay. like that's the only, I don't do a whole bunch of time beforehand. And then the middle of the week is the speed stuff. Do you have any days off from running? I only do three days a week right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But boy, you get it in when you do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a program because, like, my hip is injury prone. So I, like, yeah. did a thing that it's high intensity but less total mileage than I'm used to, actually. That's good. Um, so, yeah. But it's tiring. Uh, yeah. And I, I will – I'm looking forward to when I'm done with the speed stuff in May. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we can yeah. start the episode. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited. Uh, it is March 16, 2018. I'm Michael Gabriel, and you're listening to Run the Small World, a show in which I talk to friends and share my loves for Disney, running, run Disney, and whatever else comes up. So, who are you, and how do I know you? So, I am Mary Chase Mize, and um, I am married to Christopher Mize, who, who was, was on the last here previously, guest. last guest. And I think it's really sweet and special because I can remember like exactly when we became friends. Me too. <laughs> and it was it was really fun because I like I knew about you through Christopher. So we've been married for five years this May, dating for eight in September. Which whoa, that sounds like really weird to say yeah. out loud. Um, but like you know, he he would talk about his friends and he would talk about Michael Gabriel, and I kept hearing about Michael Gabriel. Who is Michael Gabriel? And then at Kaylin's 26th birthday party yeah. at her parents' house, right, in Canton, yeah. um, she had, had this big great bonfire. bonfire. Yeah, and we drank ciders, and we shared, like, you had a cider, I had a cider. I was like, all right, I found my cider person. <laughs> and we ate s'mores, and we just had a long conversation. I was like, oh, my god! Yeah, we, like, like, went off to the side yeah. and just had this We great, just connected, yeah. and we've been friends ever since, which yeah. is really, really... I like that, you know, I definitely have people in my life that um, I feel like I've just known forever... And then ones that I feel like I've known forever and can also pinpoint like the moment that we became friends. So yeah. that's how I know you. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's fun because like both of us just vividly remember that. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it really, that's what makes it even better because um, like, yeah, there's like awareness that like, oh my gosh, why haven't we talked before? Yeah. We're definitely <laughs> friends now. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure that was, so it was 2012 maybe? Maybe. Something around 2011, probably 2011. I don't know. Time no, is hard. two years older than me. Maybe it wasn't her 26th birthday. Anyway, it was a while ago, so we've been friends ever since. <laughs> um, so uh, what is your running background? So my running background starts in the sixth grade when 
Um, Coach Rogers, shout out Coach Rogers if you're listening to this, <laughs> asked if um, I would come to a cross-country meet with her middle school girls running team huh. because they were one person short of making the team to bring this cross-country competition. And I was like, you know, being, I didn't know it at the time, but now kind of having the awareness of myself that I do, wanting to please people, not wanting to let anyone down, I agreed to go and um, have never run ever before unless it was in fifth grade the year before when I played basketball and I hated it I hated mm-hmm. running because it was like punitive mm-hmm. in in the context of basketball. go do laps yeah go do laps go do those ladders or whatever run until I had a coach in fifth grade have us run until we threw up once which in hindsight like that's messed up um so I ran this cross-country meet and when I say ran I mean I kind of half jogged half walked didn't really know where I was going. Came in dead last, mm-hmm. but um, a volunteer to go to make the team. And, and that was a really, um, that moment kind of, I got locked in my head that I can't run oh, and that yeah. I can't do it. And then um, kind of fussed with that for a little while. And then in college, I met this amazing woman named Rachel Burke, who she's married now. And I don't know what her married last name is, but Rachel Burke, um, who we, we went to school together. We were in the marching band together. And we both, in our, I think it was our junior year, we're like, we want to run a half marathon. Or maybe it was sophomore year. Maybe in between sophomore and junior. And so we started training. And we started running. And it was just us. And we both have similar backgrounds with, um, you know, sports. We were both in the marching band. Um, both kind of shared some of the same, um, you know, pressures of, like, body image and capability and like who's a runner and who's not and so we both kind of agreed that we would do this together and we trained and we rated the national half marathon in 2011 hmm. and i loved it and i loved that's way before i did my first half marathon just so really you know. yeah that's... well you've laughed me a few times for sure but yeah it was like it was such a it was probably the first one of the those experiences were like you want to do something and then you work on it and then you do it. Yeah. And like like having that that feeling of like I did this, I did the thing. That's distance running in a nutshell, I feel yeah. like right there. And then I started I loved it and I loved running and I started to feel like running wasn't a punishment on my body, but the total opposite. Mm-hmm. And um ever since then I so I did that one in twenty eleven and then I didn't run another half marathon until twenty fifteen, I think. And I did the Georgia half. Then I did it again in twenty sixteen. And I did the Michelob Ultra Half in October in 2015. I've done the Atlanta 10-miler a few times, then the Atlanta Thanksgiving Half. And then there's um, one uh, a little bit further away that you've done, right? A half? Oh, wait, no, did you, or did you guys do a shorter race over there? Oh, that was the 10K. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, 20, yeah, in 2014, we ran the um, Queenstown, the 10K of the Queenstown okay. International Marathon in New Zealand, which was one of the coolest <laughs> things I'll probably ever do in my life. Um, that like that race medal is like one of my most prized early possessions. It's just, it's just astonishing. So yeah, like that's when I started running, and that's kind of what my running background was. And um, I run for fun. I run for fitness. Um, my most recent half marathon was the Disney Princess. Yes, which was magical, and I loved every minute of it. And I can't wait to do it again. It was your first time back at the parks since since I was nine years old. Wow. Yeah, so almost twenty years. And that was my first time back in Disney, first time as an adult. Um, I was talking to, so I'm a doctoral student at Georgia State University. I'm studying counseling. I'm a professional counselor, mental health counselor. And I was talking to my advisor um, over the week, and I told her, because she's from Jacksonville and has gone to Disney a lot. um, And I told her, I was like, you know, these races, like, 
they start at 5.30 in the morning, but it doesn't matter because Disney magic just takes over. <laughs> it does. And I remember you and Elizabeth telling me about what that would feel like. And then like looking back on it, I'm like, wow, like that was totally a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always tell people like, especially the first time you do one of those things, like it was a bummer that I was kind of not feeling great. So I had to kind of rest a little yeah. bit more than I normally would. But I, I always tell people like the first time you do a Disney race weekend, even if you're doing one of the challenges and you're doing multiple races, you just need to push to the end of the day at the park yeah. and be there early for the races and just yeah. deal because exactly. it is worth it. It is totally worth it. And it was so like, I remember you talking to me about that and, and kind of me thinking like, you know, internally, Mary Chase, I don't know. Like <laughs> you don't do well when you don't get like eight hours of sleep, but it's so true. It's like being there was just so fun and you just, there's just a, such an energy and like combining that with racing, um, like the whole like energy of the race, it's different from the parks. It's like its own. The I mean, Run Disney's its own feeling. It is, and it was it was just really really fun. Oh gosh, I just yeah, yeah one I mean, of the it, highlights of the year for sure. It's like running is already such a positive sport compared yeah. to other ones, and then you add on the Run Disney stuff, and it's just oh my gosh, it's crazy, absolutely. Like the entertainment at the beginning of the races, yeah. there's not other. I mean, we've done local. The Atlanta Track Club's the second biggest track club in the country, right? Right. They don't have anything like that for the entertainment beforehand. It's like, no yeah, way. you might have the MC, like, kind of, you know, trying to get you in yeah. into the music or whatever, but it's nothing like the the big like giant screens and sure. the interviews and all that stuff. So you know, so. it was interesting. Um, I didn't realize this until after the race. This was the first race I've ever done, other than the Queenstown one in New Zealand, that I didn't listen to music. Oh. I didn't have anything in my ears. I was just taking it all in. Even like running on the like highway stretches because there's, you know, different mile markers and different videos going on and there's characters and then like just listening to the people around you, like it, I just wanted to take it all in and I, I had my earphones around my neck and I never put them in. I'm like got to Magic Kingdom was like, I don't need these and stuffed them in my pocket. So question, do you end up, did you end up talking to anybody around you like when you were doing running? At some yeah, point? so um, I didn't really carry on like a, like long conversations with anyone because we were, you know, running, running and kind of yeah. moving the whole time. Um, but there are a few folks around me. There was one um, person from Portland, Oregon, who was having a hard time with the humidity. And it was so, real bad. It was, I think we looked it up afterwards. 100% humidity, yeah. <laughs> and so we were talking and um, it was, it was, it wasn't so much that like I was engaging with them, um, but that there were others, like there was this kind of like cloud of po- folks around me who were like, oh, I promise just once you get to this part, you'll be okay. Um, you know, I've got water. Do you need any water? Like it was so, or like, hey, I've, you know, kind of rubbing a blister. Oh, let's make sure we get you something at the medical station the next time. Like, and and it was like in the in the moment then I was like oh they must all know each other and they didn't yeah like we were just from all over um, so that was really cool and I talked to someone in the starting line um, who was dressed oh, what was she dressed as she was awesome um, and I was like commenting on her costume and how cool it was and the whole time kind of looking around being like I'm glad I'm wearing my sequin mouse ears but next year I definitely like I need to be a princess <laughs> this race. <laughs> I'm trying to think what she was. I think I'm getting my wires crossed because there was definitely someone in the 10K who I saw running when I was cheering on Chris when he ran by who was dressed as Belle and was carrying a book with her. Mm. And I was like, wow, you're carrying that book for, for a 10K. That's awesome. But that would be like the best outfit ever. I definitely saw pictures recently of someone from the half marathon who was uh, who had a basket with like bread in it. Maybe and stuff that, like that was it. Like there was a like because Belle's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right. One of my absolute favorites. Maybe my all time favorite. Yeah, Belle. 
And so she, my, she was my favorite, but now Rapunzel is. So well, how could Rapunzel not be your favorite? Now? <laughs> She's my favorite forever. Now we're best friends. That can't that can't be. Yeah, I would be I would be disappointed in you if there were any other princess other than Rapunzel who is your favorite. Um, maybe that was a, maybe that was her costume was. Um, she was Belle in some capacity, which I thought was really great. And there was a couple of Maleficents were my favorite too. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, long, long story, <laughs> um, I had a lot of little conversations with a lot of different people. Like, I think that was what's so cool about the, like like you said, like there's Run Disney and there's running, just in general, the sport, and both are very positive things. And when you bring those together, they're like, um, there's just this like instant natural connection with people. Yeah, and you're bonding immediately. Exactly, you bond immediately, and there's this just really prevailing like sense of belonging. Like anybody who's there, anybody, regardless of age, gender, sex, ethnicity, body type, yeah. ability, status, anything. Like if you're there, you belong. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really cool. Especially seeing that really come full circle from, you know, my experience in sixth grade where running was scary and embarrassing and punitive and I thought I couldn't do it. So it couldn't be any more different from that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, (laughs) uh, I guess, I mean, we've already gone over kind of your relationship with Disney and Mm -hmm. like at least with the parks and stuff. So cool. Well, the next little segment is just I tried to find like little news items. And so there's a fun little local interest running news thing that I found Mm -hmm. uh, from Boston because the Boston Marathon's coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's really neat. I found this thing where the uh, it looks like his name is Jack Leduc, Leduc, L-E- then capital D-U-C. Anyways, uh, he is the guy who's been painting the Boston Marathon starting line for the last 37 years. Oh, wow. And he just announced his retirement. So this is the last year. So I think it's 37 years, which means 38 races, because, you know, you count. Uh, So since 19... And back in, like, 1981, when he started, it was a single white line, no longer... No wider than eight inches. And now it's, like, people go to get their picture at the start line, because it's this thing, and that's just been him. That's really cool. I did not (laughs) know that. Yeah, so he's been... He's retiring, and so they're, like... They basically have most of a year to kind of find who's going to be next and stuff like that. Very cool. So cool cool little news item. That's fun. That's so special. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'll have a little link for that in the show notes, if anybody wants to see because they have like a picture of him doing his thing yeah uh, in there that's awesome Uh, oh so next up is a guest topic if you have anything that you want to talk about yeah so i'm thinking about um like run the small world Uh you talk about running you talk about disney run disney and kind of the like venn diagram of those things and what's in the middle and for me um one of the things i'd like to talk about is wellness and um Mostly because, so I mentioned a little earlier, I'm a professional counselor. It's funny because this is one of the two topics I had listed as things I, I wanted to talk to you about. I knew it would about. be, Michael. So. I knew it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's probably an overlap there. But yeah, like there's like the like wellness and what do we mean by wellness. And um, for me, so I'm um, working on my PhD in counseling and um, as well as a master's in gerontology. And so I really care about aging and I care about like, um, you know, my, my research interests are really like, if you just kind of look broadly, it's with like gerontology, aging, working with older adults, later life issues and suicide prevention. And when you unpack a lot of those, there's a lot of things that are just really at the heart of each of them. And, um, I think that's what was so cool about run Disney is belonging. This was something that I experienced in that, which is a really protective factor for a lot of mental health mm-hmm. things. And so, like this, the concept of wellness and like 
what does wellness look like and like self-care and different domains and what do we talk about with self-care? Um, because when I was at Disney, um, I had this moment we were, I think it was like, the, so we went to um, Hollywood Studios first when we were actually like in the parks and we like got there and immediately rode the rock and roller coaster which I didn't ride when I was a kid because I was afraid of it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was like, into a roller coaster? Nah. I think that was only my second time on the rock and roller coaster. Really? Yeah. I rode Tower of Terror. That was my favorite. I think it still is my favorite, just for nostalgia's sake. But like, I, I never, I hadn't rode it, so ridden it, rode it, ridden it. Like, <laughs> um, but we got on it, and like, like when it just like goes, I had this moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy right now. This is so fun, and that like getting at that like childlike joy of just fun like pure fun Mm -hmm. and i couldn't remember the last time i felt that way like just in that way because there's been a there's a lot of things in my life that are really fun that i love and that i enjoy doing but like getting at the like almost just like pure innocent childhood like turning off the intellectual part exactly turning off like all the like you know executive functioning of your brain (laughs) and just experiencing something um, which was really like it, I definitely felt like a perspective shift um, for some other things I've been kind of dealing with with school and with my research and with just life in general because grad school is really hard and it's very like it's very easy to kind of get sucked into this you know wake up work really hard come home and work go to sleep fuss with things feel like an imposter um, feel confused. Um, not take care of yourself like there's just like it's very easy to kind of get in that rut mm-hmm. and so it makes me think like like how how we what are our conversations around wellness and self-care and like what does that actually mean and how do we actually do it um, and so I was thinking about like different dimensions of wellness so physical wellness running is obviously right a really good way to you know engage in physical wellness and also like sleep and like thinking of sleeping as wellness and like as self-care. Um, I went to, um, I don't and I, I, yeah, I say all this to say my topic would be like, how do you practice self-care for your wellness? What does that That's look like? That's a good question. I mean, yeah. I think for me, running is a big part of it, yeah. right? So I, I guess a lot of like people who are listening might not know, but I'm pretty open about it. But uh, people think of me as like a really, really positive person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that I like struggle with depression and yeah. so on. And I'm on medication right now and it's been a godsend. But like running is a big part of it. And it's like, you know, yes, there are biological components of why running helps. um, But then there's also just the mental, like, showing myself this is a thing I can do, (laughs) you know? And I do this thing that a lot of other people, like, I encourage other people to do it because I think they can do it too. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's still something that a lot of people don't do, you know? Um, And it's sort of like, you know, there's no way for me to argue myself out of the fact that I am about to do my 12th and 13th marathons in like a little over two and a half years, right? Like, yeah. like it's like, okay, no, this is the thing I've done. Like, clearly there's something I'm capable of, right? Yeah. And uh, and giving yourself those things is, uh, is fun. And then like finding ways to, like you said, that little like joy is like finding it as an excuse, using it as an excuse to travel and yeah. do other stuff. And then I- I'm always that person at the end of races, like even when I'm dead, I'm like dancing at the finish line yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, there are parts of me, and again, people who don't get it don't realize that, like, you can have joy in your life and also be struggling with depression. Absolutely. Like, too... It's not mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah. Um, but, like, it helps me punctuate, right? It, like, mm-hmm. helps me, like, focus on the things that I'm enjoying. Like, I'm, mm. I'm enjoying the running in the moment. I'm enjoying this, like, this finish line thing. I'm enjoying entertaining people at the finish line. I'm enjoying costumes and, like, the reactions I get and stuff like that. And it, it lets me, like, 
put all that other stuff, all the thinking about like all the other stuff aside. Cause like, I'm not thinking about anything other than the fact that I just made a whole bunch of people laugh when I run by them as a princess. Right. Like, like that's, <laughs> this is like, yeah. it's just, it, it's hard to like, it really like speaks to the, it's not just that running is a sport that you engage in, like in how, like what run Disney is and what, how you, how you work in that community and what that looks like is just, it's like a culture. Yeah. And it's something that like, it, it, it impacts. And this, so I'm going to get a little like nerdy and academic for a second, but um, in the counseling literature, we talk about um, wellness and um, Myers and Sweeney are two researchers who developed the 5F well, the five factor wellness inventory. And um, it's incredible. And you should go online and find it and fill it out and take to see kind of which areas of wellness you're, um, you know, you could improve or how, it, you know, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, one thing that we talk about is that when you impact one aspect of wellness, whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, whatever, creative self, like all those aspects of yourself, um, it's going to have an impact in other areas. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're running. So, yeah, absolutely. There's physical health there, too. But then you get to be a part of a community where you belong mm-hmm. and where um you are helping others belong and yeah. you're bringing them alongside. And that's the big thing is yeah. like, it helps me. I've gotten to the point where like I've encouraged a whole bunch of other people to do it. And that's, I get a lot of, I mean, if there's anything that I enjoy most, it's when I'm helping other people. Yeah. Like, and, and that's just a thing like running is a great opportunity to do it. Cause I'm doing this thing that I enjoy, but then I also get to help other people through it too. And, Absolutely. you know, and it's just, it's incredible. I mean, I cannot describe how much I get from running. It's yeah. like, that's well beyond just the, you know, physical fitness sure so definitely um i'm not good at the sleep thing though (laughs) i will never be good at the sleep thing well as the wellness inventory will tell you there are different aspects of wellness that we are better at than others (laughs) um you know but yeah like it's 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 cool to think about how like running and especially like running and run disney is like a holistic experience yeah yeah and it's interesting too because like uh, i got a bunch of attention over the course you're the one who got me to put my Put the, uh, the yeah, costume everyone stuff. in Hogwarts Running Club right now who got to enjoy all those awesome pictures is because I twisted his arm. <laughs> so you're welcome. It's I convinced true. him. He was being so like, like, well, I think you were also kind of still processing the moment, <laughs> but you're just kind of like, no, hell no, like, oh no. And I felt then, really, mind, really weirdly like, like self-promoting is the thing. Yeah, but I, and I totally get that. <laughs> if the table had been flipped, I probably would have said the same thing. But in my mind, I was like, I remember I was like sitting in the backseat of your car going to the to the expo and I was like Michael this is something people need to see (laughs) this is this is unreal because I think like I mean I've never known anyone who won a race before you know I've never won one before I I, I actually do know some people who've won races because they're super fast like personal friends like really close okay well that's fair but I I mean I know people who like ran competitively in college so yeah yeah. fair (laughs) enough okay well someone who did not run competitively (laughs) in college like yeah it's like it's so cool that there's someone like like I know this person and they want it. And like, especially knowing like the background of everything that you've been dealing with before that and like being really sick and then going to the ER <laughs> before the night we had dinner together. I was like, oh my gosh. So in my, like, I remember sitting in the back of your car and like looking at the ceiling and being like, no, people need to know that this is a thing. So I'm um, sorry. I was looking up when I said that because I was like revisiting how I was in the moment. Um, yeah. Like it, so yeah, everyone in Hogwarts Morning Club who have enjoyed seeing Michael's race 
photos. You're welcome, yeah. by the way. So uh, I've definitely <laughs> been, because these were, and I knew going in, like I put mentioned something on Instagram. I was like, hey, like sneak peek of these races. Like I've really outdone myself with these costumes. Yeah. And now it's like with given the reaction, I've been... I've made plans for all of my other costumes for the well, year. Well, I was about and... to say, like, I think this is, like, a really cool thing and then also could be, like, a really good thing, a really bad thing because you're, like, you've got, like, I'm an, an obsessive person now. Yeah. Well, uh, people are going to ask, you know? You've got, you've had, like, you know, 4,000 more people in your life who want to know <laughs> about your costumes as opposed to, like, a manageable group. Handful of people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I already have my costumes figured, well, this weekend I'm going to finalize what I'm doing for the Star Wars weekend nice. thing and order all the parts and put it together. I'm pretty excited. Um, but I think I'm going to start doing costumes for non-Disney races, for like the Peachtree Road Race here. Because oh, nice. that's like the biggest 10K in the world. And yeah. we do it on the 4th of July. And it's like, all right, what can I do that I can run a 10K in on the 4th of July oh in gosh, Atlanta? Will you be Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> I was like, let me do something that is a recognizable founding father was definitely a, a thought that... That crossed my mind because not many people are up in wave A at the peach tree in costume. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we see the occasional like folks wearing like a Patriot hat or something like that, but not yeah. not many. It's not all. Disney. It's not a thing. Yes, yeah. definitely not Disney. Yeah, like you might have like two or three people of mm-hmm. the, you know, however many 60,000 people who are there mm-hmm. um, because it's not a costume race. And so I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> She's not a princess, but if you wanted to channel like an inner, like awesome woman, you could be Angelica Schuyler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to do female costumes for all of my stuff. Like I do like dressing as a man sometimes. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, but I'm also like, there's a local 5k in East Cobb. It's a suburb of Atlanta that a friend of mine, uh, she, from church, like she and some other people, they they organize that race, and it's to raise money for um, for uh, AIDS people who are dealing with AIDS. And stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah. So it's a really neat thing, and it's happening the weekend after Star Wars weekend. I was like, all right, I'll probably put on throw on like a because it'll be a five k mm-hmm. on a, on Saturday. I was like I'll throw on like a superhero costume or something like that, nice. um, a non Disney property because I don't get to do those often. <laughs> so um, so I'll probably start doing that more. Uh, and then next year, my schedule is insane. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm probably not going to do many costumes, but I'll probably try and do little fun things and and just, like, try and bring this experience to other stuff. Cool. Because um, I do stuff like that. Like, the when I did Grease, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Athens Marathon, is like, I wore essentially, like, a red, white, and blue. Like, I was basically wearing a flag mm-hmm. and stuff like that to, you know, rep America while yeah. I was in Greece and stuff. And it was fun. That's awesome. Uh, cool. Um, well, we're going long, but my topic was basically the same as your topic. So I feel like we covered both of ours together. Um, <laughs> I do have a little Disney news item. It's like the only bummer that we're talking about today. So Disney announced uh, really recently that they are going to start instituting overnight parking fees for all the resorts, which is annoying. Uh, And that's for any bookings that are made beginning March 21st. So like this month. Like like next week. (laughs) Yeah. So like the value resorts is $13 a night and the moderate resorts is 19 bucks a night and the deluxe ones is 24 bucks a night, which is just like so frustrating because... I, I booked a like four or five night deluxe resort one for the wine and dine weekend in November. And it's just like, that's like an additional hundred dollars, you know, yeah. it's like, come on. It Disney. adds up. Yeah. It's, it, it's, and it's so funny. Cause I was talking with our friend Elizabeth, who's mm-hmm. been on the show before. And, uh, I was texting her earlier today and I was like, you know, Disney does a lot of nickel and diming things that I just shrug at. I don't really care. Like mm-hmm. whatever. I've got options. I can choose to do it. Or they're like adding a, but it's like, 
it's like what what do you want me to do fly instead i don't mm-hmm. it's Maybe. just like a i don't i'm i mean i'm not gonna get do that get on that magical express <laughs> uh, yeah get on the magical express where you have to like get on it four hours before your flight i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna yeah. drive down when we're in driving distance but it's just like uh, it's frustrating yeah um but uh, wah, wah. oh well so given that we're not covering a, another topic for me and we're getting close to the end, uh, what are what are you looking forward to? It can be either running related, Disney related, related any, anything like that, Just or anything else. in general, else. what am I looking forward to? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to what we're going to do right after this because we're going to have book yes, club. Yes, because we're going to have book club. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and like that's just been like a huge part of my self-care to kind of bring it, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just read this incredible book and I can't wait to talk about it. And I'm excited to just be with my friends and drink a little wine and eat some hummus <laughs> and, you know, just just chill out and be. I'm really looking forward to that. Amen. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've got a lot of other really cool things on the horizon, like finishing up my first year of my PhD, and um, I'm really looking forward to the summer, I'm looking forward to warm weather, there's all this stuff, but really, <laughs> right now, I'm just like, I'm ready for book club, yeah. Yeah, there's a, I mean, last book club, you were like, this is the best thing in my life, and, you know, <laughs> I was like, like, Chris, what? What, are you, what are you doing, Chris? <laughs> it is, one, yeah, other, barring, obviously, my amazing, wonderful husband, who I love with all my heart and soul, it has, like, it has just been one of my absolute favorite things. It's been great, too, because, like, I, so I love reading, just like I love, you know, movies and video games and books and every, like, everything. But I just have not been reading much in the mm-hmm. last few years. And now, like, since we did this and I got started on the Goodreads thing and I whatnot. I know, I love it so much. <laughs> I'm at 15 books for the year so far Great, or something, awesome. 14 or 15. Uh, and it's mid-March. So, uh, yeah. We'll blow it out of the water. Yeah. So Christopher, my husband, reads, which Chris, Christopher, he goes by a lot of names, Topher, etc. Um, he reads a lot of, like, science fiction, high fantasy and that's really the kind of the genre he sticks to. He reads other things, but mostly, like, if he's going to sit down and read a book, it's going to be It's funny, because that. that's my favorite stuff, and I've read very little of it this year. Well, it's so funny. Like, he stayed up... Sorry, I hit that again. He stayed up till 3 a.m. finishing the book. And <laughs> nice. I was like, oh, my gosh, I am so attracted to you right now, because <laughs> you read this historical fiction book that I would read. I mean, like, we've got a shelf full of them, but, like, he hasn't really... It's really not his thing. It. It's not his thing, and, like, he really enjoyed it, and it was really exciting, so... Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um, cool. I guess I for me, looking for... I mean, obviously, we're doing this book club thing, and then tomorrow... Um, so we have the formerly known as the Expo. Now it's just race number pickup for the public's... Uh, oh, yeah. We're Georgia doing Pub- that tomorrow at some point, too. Are you two both doing the half? Or is no, Chris he's doing just that? doing the half. Cool. Well, I will be at the Pace Team volunteer table. I'm volunteering oh, for cool. that because I am running as a pacer for the marathon on Sunday. Uh, Chris will be doing the half. Yeah. But uh, if... I mean, you guys might be there at a different time. I'm, I'm there for like a three-hour block, though, as a volunteer. Okay, we may see table, you then. So. Oh, I'm running a 10K tomorrow. I forgot to tell you oh, that. That's the exciting. Shamrock uh, one in Atlantic Station. So cool. just me. Like, first race I think I've done by myself since I did my first half marathon where Chris wasn't there. So I'm that's just going to awesome. load up an audio book and have some fun. Exactly. I'm looking forward to that, too. Excellent. And looking um, forward to seeing you at the... Yeah. Expo, maybe. Maybe. Uh, oh, I guess, I don't know that I mentioned. Well, I'll do the outro and then we can. We can okay. Go. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Save it. <laughs> Mary Chase Mize, thank you for being my guest. Thank you for inviting me. This was so fun. I, I like how, just like last time, I'm recording at your place again. Yeah. So you're my guest on the show and I'm your guest in your place. So it's Aww, like a it's mutual, mutual guesting. I like that. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I guess you don't really have any public things you want to plug because your your big thing is like you you 
teach and work and well, whatnot. I do have a blog that I'm trying to okay. reboot. Um, I don't really know what the focus of it is yet, but it's marychasebreedlovemice.com. I'll put a link mouthful, yeah. for it in the show notes. Um, it was just marychasemice.com, and then like somebody bought it. The, I didn't renew it in time, and now it's like a Patagonia store in another language when you go there. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, could be worse, but I've been talking about books and stuff there, so if you ever want to read anything I have to say, that's my blog. and I do have a Twitter, but I, I don't really know. It's I'm, I'm still figuring out. It's Twitter. not really a thing that you... That people follow no, you on. It's no, just more it's just, of a thing you talk to friends with. Honestly, but. it's me shouting into the void <laughs> and engaging with my friends. So if you want to be a part of that, I'm on Twitter. But um, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> Fun. Um, and uh, as usual, you can follow the uh, show on Instagram at Run the Small World. You can at, that's Run the Small World on Instagram. It's Run Small World on Twitter. And then I on both of those am. Auhim, which is A-U-H-I-M. Uh, I will put pictures up for other races. Uh, and this podcast, when it goes up, will be linked. But you wouldn't be hearing me saying this if you... Whatever. So <laughs> You found it! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, tune in next time. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, that was great. Yay! Uh, was so, fun. was that your first time guesting on a podcast? Yeah. Or? Oh, well, okay. First time guesting, but I did do a podcast in college. Okay. With, Were you like um, a regular? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. We talked about Lost every week. Oh, nice. It was called The Reverb. It was with a reflector at Mississippi State University. Have you ever watched Chronologically Lost? Uh-uh. I uh, know a guy who has a copy that fell off a truck. Uh, <laughs> it, it's basically all of Lost edited in chronological order. What? Including stuff that happens simultaneously, happening simultaneously oh on my screen. Gosh. So I really like. I haven't. This. I haven't done it at all. I just have it all sitting there, and it's just like so intimidating. But I want to watch. Oh, I, want, I really want to rewatch the show because Chris hasn't finished it. He's only gotten through oh. season three, and I loved it. it so. was, I yeah, I was definitely a got on between seasons one and two, mm-hmm. caught up before season two started, and then after that was week to week. Yep. Uh, that the way the conversation happened weekly was just insane. Like oh, yeah. Binging it, I'm sure, would be fun, but like not the same experience. At oh all. Yeah. yeah, I so definitely completely agree. It was really fun to to talk about that. That was that was my one podcast experience, and that was a while ago. Cool. Twenty nine. Um. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. So the other to- like I had two topics that I was kind uh-huh. of the other one was uh, you know previous book we read for the book club, which is a beautiful work in progress. So for oh, anybody yeah. still listening, if if this gets makes it into the the final <laughs> edit, uh, Mirna Valerio, who uh, she's a, and I'm only saying I wouldn't. This is only important because it's actually a significant part of the story, but she's an overweight black woman who runs ultra marathons, and she does a blog called Fat Girl Running. She's and amazing. Like, when she was written up, I don't care how much she weighs, but it was in the runner's world right up when she, like, was written up by them. She's, like, 250 pounds and stuff like that, but she's done at least 100 miler, like, Oof. a bunch of ultra marathon, uh, marathons. And I know, like, before we had all read it, so... I had been planning to do a 50 miler this year, which I've now registered for. Yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but, and I was like, you know, we'll see if maybe I do a hundred later and reading that was like, no, I'm going to do a hundred next year. That like, was that's... really cool when we, when we read that book because like you were like, okay, I'm definitely, I want to do like, there was like an inspiration in you. And then there was a lot of different folks in the group who were like, oh, I really want to do this because I can. Yeah. Like that was kind of the prevailing message of her memoir, which was really neat. So that's cool. We can thank her for your, your, um arduous running schedule now right <laughs> no no i was gonna do crazy stuff anyways next year it's just throwing the 100 miler in there made it even more crazy so that's amazing uh, let's just say yeah like it's funny because i'm looking for i signed up for the 50 miler and i just haven't put a second thought to it because the next year is going to be insane so wow yeah <sighs> cool
cool. That's well, awesome. That's it. Let's uh, let's get ready for book club. Yay, book club!